1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Bidders for Alfredo Morelos are wasting their time, according to Stephen Gerrard, who's treating Jordan Jones like the enemy tomorrow. Ryan Christie's looking for Celtic to open up a gap at the top of the Premiership when it returns. And Martin Canning defends his position as Hamilton Aki's manager. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. And no enemies in this show, just friends, as we're going to discover in the next couple of hours, Gordon. Premiership football, we've had to wait since December 29 for the restart. Six games Tomorrow night Assuming there's no more Thunder snow across Scotland And I think I speak for us all We can't wait To get these started Yeah looking forward to it And it all starts Tomorrow night Gordon A good card A lot of uh, Interesting games um, Rangers go down To Kilmarnock I was there on Saturday Watching their cup tie Against Forfar uh, They looked a bit um, Sluggish Can I say that uh, Obviously after the, the winter break And they've been working Very hard in the training ground Obviously they'll try and be up to speed by tomorrow night For a visit of Rangers uh, You've got Motherwell Hibs You've got Celtic at home as well To St Mirren A lot of good, good games A lot of important games coming up And a vital part of the season coming up now 0141 That's the number you need to get in touch uh, We are on the eve of the return of the Premiership It's felt like a long old time I'm sure you're desperate to get the league football back underway So share your thoughts with us 0141 And on Twitter we are at Clyde SSB uh, Roger Hanna, what's always fascinating about these fixtures Is you've got New players coming in You want to see how they're going to do And then it's all set against the backdrop Of a transfer window Which is still open As fans from all clubs Wonder and, and hope That there's still more business to be done Yeah and there will be more business to be done We've got another nine days of it Or nine days and a few hours of it To go Gordon um, Most clubs still want business to be done um, St Mirren manager Oren Kearney Was speaking this afternoon He thought he had a player Coming his way from Blackpool I think the player was halfway up The M74 then got a better offer Turned car and went back down south So these are the pitfalls Of trying to bring players in um, We spoke to both Tommy Wright and Martin Canning After their cup tie at the weekend They would both like to do A little bit more business as well And I think all 12 Premiership managers And probably the majority In, in the lower divisions as well Are all desperate Just to put the final building blocks in place Either to win leagues To get promotion Or to stave off relegation Still a lot of unanswered questions On that front Uh, Gordon Rangers did a lot of business Early on Or you know The experienced business If you like I think a lot of Celtic fans That we get on the phone Are still wondering Where that right back's going to come from If at all Uh, Neil Lennon talking about Potentially getting Scott Allen Over the line Before the end of the window So um, Still work to be done I think Celtic are wondering Where the right back's going to come from Gordon Because They've been linked with a few uh, I still think that's a priority for them I think they need to get someone in there I'm sure as as Roger said There are still nine days and a bit to go uh, So they will be working very hard Behind the scenes to get more players in And uh, I think that Hibs Need somebody like Scott Allen To get back there uh, Get him over the line Get him back playing fit But not just for Hibs Not just to get out of Celtic But for a lad to get back on track With his career Right let's hear from you 01419511025 Twitter 
is at Clyde SSB uh, French side Nice reportedly interested in Alfredo Morelos But Stephen Gerrard's told any potential suitors They're wasting their time bidding for the striker uh, He also spoke about the pre-contract signing Jordan Jones He says the winger will be seen as the enemy when they face Kilmarnock tomorrow He'll always be a threat He's a threat to anyone in the league because of his pace He's very direct um, He's capable of scoring a goal and assisting a goal So we're well aware of Jordan But where we stand right now he's, he's a Kilmarnock player So he's the enemy, he's the rival and that's the way we'll treat him no, I don't think he's got anything to prove, but I think, you know, from, from his point of view, he's, he's got to prove to Kilmarnock that he's still focused and he's still going to do a job for them from now till the end of the season. In terms of us, nothing, nothing changes. We, we treat him as a, an opponent. We treat him with respect. If, if he's playing, we'll have to wait and see. But no, I think this game's more about Rangers v Kilmarnock rather than one individual. I've said before, Matt Polster's very close. That'll depend on a, a work permit situation. And we've got a goalkeeper in on trial, which uh, I mentioned a couple of days ago in a, in a press conference. Besides that, we're pretty much done. Uh, in this window, Alfredo won't be going anywhere. But every one of our players has got a price. You know, I'm not naive enough to sit here and say they haven't. But none of my players will be going out the door, uh, certainly in this window. So anyone who's preparing a bid or thinking of a bid will be wasting the time. Yeah, and this is now the third consecutive transfer window There's been speculation surrounding Alfredo Morelos It's not surprising, he scores goals He's only 22 years of age, there's a lot of his career ahead of him Last January it was Beijing In the summer it was Bordeaux And this transfer window, it's nice Doubtless, in the summer, for a fourth consecutive window There will be more speculation Stephen Gerrard's right Rangers aren't in a position where they can say You know, players aren't for sale It's the same with Celtic Celtic sold Moussa Dembele in the last day of the last window um, Rangers one day will sell Alfredo Morelos But I think Stephen Gerrard, Dave King, everyone around the club Mark Allen has been consistent this month That Morelos will not be sold in this January transfer window Yeah, I agree with Roger I think that if they're going to be serious of challenging Celtic for a the title Then they've got to keep their best players going uh, I know that Stephen Gerrard said there and quite rightly so That every player has his price, that's correct but unless it's uh, uh, an offer that they really can't refuse, which I can't see happening, then I think he'll be there. And it'll be interesting to see tomorrow night what the lineup is. Because the big question mark is will he play up front with Defoe or will it be one or the other? 0141 John is a Rangers fan and Bears then first up. John, we've just heard from your manager talking about Alfredo Morelos admitting, you know, everyone's got their price, but he won't be leaving. I mean, I take it that's music to your ears as a Rangers fan. Excellent news, Gordon. Excellent news. How do you see him and Defoe shaping up together? Or or will it be one or the other, John? That's the big question. I, think, at the moment, I isn't actually it? think it'll be one or the other. I don't think we'll play both of them together. I think uh, it's it's actually... The way they were playing against Noel Firm, I did a call the other night, was excellent. And I can't see both of them working together as a unit. I think he's brought him there to rest Morelos at times and bring Defoe on. I mean, listen, that's, until we, we see Rangers play a few games, we won't, we won't know for sure, Gordon. The obvious counter-argument people keep saying is Defoe Defoe's not, not come here to sit on the bench. Yeah, certainly not coming to sit on the bench. And you can't leave out Morelos. It's a fantastic situation that the Rangers manager finds himself in because he can play one of them up front or he can play the two together. I've got a sneaky feeling that he's going to go with the two. I think he's got to change his system a little bit when everybody's fit. And I think he's going to try and get the two guys into the system and try and get them working as a partnership. 
Because you're right, I cannot see, and I know, I know that nobody's guaranteed a game. You've got to earn the right to play in a team, but I cannot see the four coming up to Scotland to say, right, okay, I'll play uh, second fiddle to Morelos. I'll, I'll sit in the bench and get, once he gets a rest, I'll go out there and play two or three games. He's not here for that. He's here to play. So I'd imagine that Steven Gerrard will tweak his team and his formation to get the two guys in that team. Well, the formation on Sunday, they played the first 45 minutes against HTK Helsinki, had the four Morelos up top, and a midfield diamond with Ryan Kent at the top of the diamond, Stephen Davis and Scott Arfield in the middle, and Ryan Jack holding in front of the two centre-halves. So Steven Gerrard was asked about it, he said it gives him an extra option, he could go 4-2-3-1 just with one of the strikers, he could go... An orthodox 4-4-2 Which would maybe get Kent in On the left of midfield And Kandias in on the right Or he could go As he described it The, the four diamond two And he said What it will do Is it will keep Opposition managers guessing And, and if you're Steve Clark Down at Kilmarnock tonight You couldn't be sure Hand on heart How Rangers are going to Line up from the First whistle tomorrow mm. uh, John did you have another point? I did Gordon if you'd bear with me For a second please No problem on you go um, I'm 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 not one to say conspiracy theory come up because I'm a Rangers supporter. This is for the other four teams in the top six as well. Now, the league fixtures come out. The first four league games of the season, Celtic with three at home. The break from the 23rd of January tomorrow until the 9th of March, Celtic have got five games at home. Now, I know what Gordon's got, I know what uh, Gordon Gryle's going to say and your other uh, Pundit. Roger. This is a this is a this is coincidence. Now, if your good colleague Hugh Keevens would say, I can accept coincidence once, but coincidence twice is stretching the imagination too far. Where was this drawn done? In the hospitality suite at the park at Parkhead? Because this is ter- these pictures are shocking, by the way. Well, I think, John, I mean, they do balance themselves out over the course of the season, John. There's, there's 19 home games that, and 19 away no, games for the two teams. The so that's not the argument. They balance themselves over the season. Why should one team have three home games in the first four league matches of the season? That's denying the other five teams of the top six, your Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen, Kilmarnock and Rangers. And then the same scenario happens with eight games after the break, the winter break, up until the 9th of March. Yeah, but surely, it's okay sure. saying that balances itself over the season But that benefit is given to Celtic in two occasions But what about the two occasions that it doesn't then Because they're then on a run of away games To, to, to balance it out No, no, no Because well, well, they must be though They do not have five away games Under any circumstances Any scenario that you look at Gordon They do not have five away games the same way as Rangers do. Roger? Well, let's not go back to the point I made a moment ago, Gordon. At the end of the season, there's 39, 38 games, I should say. 19 at home, 19 away. and Roughly, not, depending on the split. I think. Not for everyone, yeah. but every season since the split was introduced, Celtic and Rangers have had 19 at home and 19 away, Gordon. And the day that changes, you could have your phone in from 6pm to 6pm the next night. Uh, that's why it's 19 at home and 19 away So for me, it doesn't matter Two seconds, John, I'll let you back in For me, it doesn't matter You know, There's going to be spells where teams of Back-to-back home games And the other teams back-to-back away games But then, that will just flip I mean, look at, you know, just between Christmas and New Year there Rangers were at home to Hibs and at home to Celtic Celtic were away to Aberdeen and away to Rangers So, you know, it's just It's swings and roundabouts
You not having no, that, John? No, Roger. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong, Roger. Mm. Do you Gordon, right. Watson, thank you very much indeed for taking my phone call. Not it's, a problem, John. I really appreciate it. Any thank time. you very much. That was John and Bears then. You, you buying into his theory, Gordon? I think Roger's wrong as well. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not buying into it. I can understand that if you're a Rangers support and you look at the fixtures, it'd be the same if it was Rangers with the uh, home games. You look at the next three games, St Mirren, Hamilton, and obviously St Johnston's a game in hand have got all at Celtic Park, but you've still got to play 19 games uh, home and away, and uh, the best team will come out on top. So, yeah, you can you can dress up any way you want, Gordon, but the best team at the end of the season will be champions. Uh, okay, 0141 951 That's the number you need on the phones. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB. Uh, let's, yeah, as, as you would uh, expect, Celtic fans are disagreeing with that on Twitter. Um, never full of surprises. Anyway, 0141 951 David's a Celtic fan on the line. Hi, David. How you doing, boys? Not hey, bad. Um, they want to talk about that guy that was just on there and how ridiculous an argument that he was trying to provide for an elite campaign where it is 19 home games and 19 away games how can anything have an advantage in that respect What where I would look at advantages is the fact that when Celtic let's face it we all probably thought they would be the only European participants in Scottish football I know Rangers have a good run um, but look at, look at the fixtures on the Sunday or the Saturday when we were in the Champions League qualifiers how many of them have been away rather than home <laughs> you know what I mean it, it, it's phenomenal if you look at it. I think eighty percent of our games after the European games have been away from home, and and that's no coincidence where we've dropped the majority of points this season. Um, now I'm sure that's just a coincidence, like like that guy saying. But if you're only picking two stats, you see that some teams get favoured. Thank you. That the 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 league fixtures were getting dusted out at Parkhead. But I mean that is an equal situation whereby it's nineteen or nineteen away, whereby have a look at the, the, the weekend games after the European and you'll see that the majority of Celtic games are away from home and hence the majority of times we've dropped points. Uh, must admit, not a, a debate I expected to be having tonight, but, but there you are, Roger. That's the beauty of this show. Uh, you're absolutely right. Um, David's right. 19 home, 19 away. Everybody's got to play everybody at least three times. Top six will play each other a fourth time. Bottom six play each other a fourth time. When the season starts, you all know the rules. You all know the fixture list. You all know where you're going and when you're going. Um, there will be awkward trips. I seem to remember in past seasons, actually, Celtic going to both Dingwall and Inverness, either immediately prior or immediately after big European Champions League qualifiers, which I thought was a bit you know, off at the time. Um, Celtic had a long trip to Aberdeen on Boxing Day. Again, I thought that was a wee bit off, trying to get local games at that time of the season. But the bottom line is, everyone knows the fixture list. The fixture list is as fair mm. as it can be to all teams. When we heard from Stephen Gerrard a second or two ago, Gordon, that the the comment as well was about Jordan Jones. You know, talking mm. about this idea that he's he's still the enemy, if you like, uh, whilst he's a Kilmarnock player. Are you looking forward to seeing that one play out tomorrow? Yeah, I was looking forward to it on Saturday when I went down to Rugby Park for the cup tie against Forfar, Gordon, and it was a mixed bag, really. Uh, mixed reactions from Kilmarnock uh, supporters. A lot. Um, you know, applauded him. I get substituted. I thought he looked very nervous. I really do. I, I don't think he had his best uh, 60 odd minutes or 70 minutes, whatever it was, in a Kamarnock strip. Uh, he looked negative. He wasn't his usual self getting up and taking defenders on with his pace and ability. And it'll be really interesting 
uh, to see tomorrow night how he plays against Rangers. And I'm I'm expecting him, as I say, he, for me, he didn't have a good game on Saturday. And I hope the lad goes and plays well tomorrow night because we know what we're going to get. We're going to get phone, phone calls about, well, he wasn't trying and all that. It wasn't the case. The lad's trying. He looked a bit nervous to me. I'm sure that Kilmarnock, uh, under Stevie Clark, I'll play him tomorrow night. I think there's no doubt in that. You play your best team, especially against Rangers. And I think the boy will give everything in a Kilmarnock trip. And I think he deserves all the encouragement from the Kilmarnock supporters until the day he leaves because he's been terrific for the club. 0141-951-1025 That's the number you need to get in touch Why not do it right now If you'd rather tweet We're at Clyde SSB um, We're going to hear from Ryan Christie After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here So why not give us a call Or tweet at Clyde SSB uh, We kicked off the show by hearing from Rangers boss Stephen Gerrard Let's hear from the Celtic camp Ahead of the return of tomorrow's uh, Premiership fixture Ryan Christie says he's looking for Celtic To create distance at the top of the table The midfielder's hoping new signings Can give a new dimension and attack And says the break in Dubai Helped him get into peak condition We've spoken a lot about coming back after this break and really wanting to kind of stamp our authority almost in the games coming up and, and really put down a marker. So, um, you know, it starts with, with some The league kind of speaks for itself, how, you know, how close it is. And, um, you know, a, a lot, again, a lot's been said about the how, how competitive the league is this year. You know, it's only good for, for the league as a whole. And, and, you know, obviously for us, we want to kind of, like I said, after this break, really kick on now and hopefully first and foremost stay top of the league. But if we can kind of start getting a wee point gap between us and the rest of the team, so... Um, that's what we're looking to do and, and uh, hopefully we can do that. Obviously Dubai was nice to go away and you know work hard and, and get back to kind of peak conditioning and come back and like you said it gives us that kind of hunger again. You you get that excitement again for all the games coming up, you just want to get back into it. And new signs are always gonna have that kind of um, enthusiasm when they come in to, to start with and a desire to kind of come in and work hard and, and show what they're all about and you know hopefully the, the likes of these guys coming in will, will kinda of add to, to the attacking threat we've already got. Um, bizarre theories about scheduling aside that the, the facts remain that Celtic do have a number of home fixtures coming up Gordon and mm-hmm. therefore it is a chance if they can carry on their home form from the first half of the season uh, to go and try and strengthen their position at the top well in the next week they'll be looking starting tomorrow night Gordon they'll be looking to pick up 9 points out of 9 um, you would fancy them against St Mirren against a struggling Hamel Nackies on Saturday and then that rearranged game uh, on Wednesday against St Johnston three home games against three teams that you would expect Celtic to win and probably won it comfortably so I'm expecting them to pick up nine points out of nine in another than that I think that would be a poor week for them Yeah and we're now going to get to the way it used to be a few years ago people looking at either Celtic or Rangers on the Saturday and then looking at the other one on the Sunday and comparing and contrasting results if one wins on the Saturday it heaps of pressure on the other one to win on the Sunday if one drops any points on the Saturday how does the other one cope on the Sunday can, can they you know, make up for that and put a little bit of, of space there so we start Celtic this Saturday you know after the two games tomorrow night the first of the weekend Premiership weekends Celtic Saturday afternoon Rangers Sunday afternoon and we have for the first time in a good number of years a genuine proper Title race. So are you, are you forgetting about Aberdeen and Hearts? Are you? I'm certainly forgetting about Hearts. Right, Aberdeen. Mm, I, so you think I, it's two I, horse race? I think it's a two horse race. I think Kilmarnock will suffer because of the loss of Greg Stewart. 
And Aberdeen for me Just don't have the squad for it They've come close a couple of times In so much as they've been runners up But only really distant runners up I, I, I don't think Aberdeen are genuine championship contenders Ryan Christie talks about new players Potentially providing a new dimension to Celtic's attack And again, that's something that we will Begin to learn about tomorrow Perhaps we saw signs against Airdrie um, but but from tomorrow onwards, that's when you really start to learn about who's going to use be used where and when. Yeah, and it was interesting that one of the Airdrie lads who played it on Saturday night came out and said about the pace that Celtic have got up top with Burke and obviously we are coming on. Uh, Forrest is a handful. Sinclair scoring goals. Uh, so they've got bags of pace up there. It'll be interesting to see and obviously they're looking at um, you know the fact Edward coming back as well from injury. So they'll have plenty of options. It'll be interesting to see when it comes to the bigger games uh, what Brendan Rodgers' um, strongest start in 11 has gone. 0141 Let's hear from you. William is a Celtic fan on the line. Hi, William. Hello, good evening, guys. How are you doing? Not too bad at all. What's your point tonight? Uh, it's just about the loan system. Can I make a wee point about that first call first? Go on, then. I remember, I remember the Patrick Thistle when they got in the top six. Uh, they didn't win any games in the top six, and then the season after that, I think the first eight fixtures were against the top six again, and it didn't give them a great start to the season, and they suffered for it and ended up relegated. So I don't, I think it's more of a point at start of the season, but I don't know about halfway through the season. You know, what I mean, I don't, just to make that point, but to make the point about the the loan system, uh, I would like to ask you guys. What, what, what do they like about the loan system and what, what, what they don't like about the loan systems? I was looking at it today and uh, out of the 30 deals that the Scottish clubs have uh, had this, this window, uh, 19 of them are loan deals. I'd not say, I'm not saying that's too many, but what I'm saying is I would just like the, the, the guys, what they like about it, what they like about loan, uh, loan uh, deals and what they don't like about them. Well, if we can give you an example of the positives you're asking about, William, from a player's perspective, you just heard Ryan Christie talking about tomorrow night's Celtic game. Ryan Christie benefited greatly from going out and his loan spells to Aberdeen. It was a huge leap from him to go from the Inverness Cali Thistle first team into the Celtic first team. Celtic put him out on loan, went to Aberdeen, experienced a, a sort of in-between club, if you like, and that helped his development. He's now back at Celtic and he's a first team regular at Celtic. Um, from Celtic's point of view, it allows them to bring in players of the quality of Philip Benkovic. Philip Benkovic in the open market costs less than £13 million. Celtic, or Rangers for that matter, have never paid £13 million for a player ever. So from their point of view, the, the loan system allows them to bring in players of that value that they couldn't otherwise afford. And if you look you know, you look across at Rangers, Rangers have just put Ryan Hardy back out to Livingston again For I think the third time They've given him a new contract as well For another 18 months And they'll be hopeful that Another spell at Livingston Will be getting likes of Ryan Hardy Ready To come back and challenge For a first team place Next season And likewise We spoke about Celtic and Benkovic Rangers In the open market Wouldn't have been able to afford Jermaine Defoe On a permanent deal If they had been going To You know To buy him Or to, or to get him On a permanent deal From Bournemouth his wages would just have ruled it out. But the fact that they're able to do a deal, structure a deal over 18 months with Bournemouth, pay some of his wages, and the same goes for Stephen Davis in Southampton, that allows them to bring in players of a higher quality that they couldn't otherwise afford. William, are you, are you asking because you don't like it? 
Yeah, there's a couple of things I don't like about it, uh, Gordon. I don't like when... No, uh, Brendan Rodgers get asked about stockpiling players. And I don't like it when, when, when teams when teams buy a player and then immediately send them out on loan. I also don't like the, the parent club thing, the parent club rule, whether it's in a whether it's in a loan deal or whether it's not in a loan deal. I would prefer, like like what uh, Roger said there, I would have preferred Ryan Christie to play against Celtic. And I know there's a lot of fans who may disagree with that, but for me, the loan deals is to get players out and playing football, first-team football. And and it's good for me, like, say, Jack Aitchison going to... Uh, Alawa. It's good for that type of thing, you know, but like, say... But, what uh, Roger said there about J- uh, Defoe, I think Defoe is a signing to me because, I mean, it's 18 months and it's basically a signing, you know, because he's not going to go to another club, I don't think, after that. So it's the way it's benefited Rangers is that they're getting uh, Jason, uh, sorry, Jermaine Defoe for 18 months, which I think is basically a signing. And I think uh, Steve, Steve Davis is basically a signing as well because he's coming to the end of his contract. I'm just wanting to know the guys and what, what they like about it and what they don't like about it. I think 19, 19, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, Samarin have basically changed their team. You know, they think they've, they've been the busiest in the, in the transfer uh, window this year uh, the, the, for the, the winter transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to know what the guys think, if there's too many or they think there's too many facets to it. William, I, I like it. Uh, for the fact that that brings better quality to the Scottish game, um, Roger was saying there about different players. They couldn't clubs couldn't afford it, and I think the better player in Scotland uh, we get more entertainment. And I think because of you look at the league, it's so tight this season as well. Uh, I've watched a lot of good games, so I like it for that. Could you argue that it's detrimental to our own talent, though? If clubs, yeah, are, that, if clubs that, are inclined to just go and you know pick up that, someone from England, that was my next point, Gordon. That was in the negative for it. I, I think that uh, I don't like to see teams with too many loans because it blocks the avenue for the younger players that's waiting patiently for a chance to come through. And then obviously you've got guys that want to bring players in. You bring them in loan, and you you know you you put a lot of work and effort into them to improve them. For their parent club as well So that's a, a downside there But you've got to look at clubs nowadays And rather than commit to players on Three year contracts And it doesn't work out You you, you can get a, you can get out the loan system Quite easily by you know Clubs recalling them or whatever there's, there's positives and negatives The negatives as I said And I think you're right there Is the fact that sometimes With too many players it stops that pathway for our younger players coming through. And if we can go even more generally, Roger, you're now, you know, the bigger the club, the more chance of this happening. I think William used the phrase stockpiling players. You look, whether it's, um, whether it's Charlie Masonda, Patrick Roberts, they, I use them because they're the examples of long term loans that we've seen up here that, let's be honest, these guys will probably never make it to, to the first team of their parent club. Um, but there are loads like them and they just go on long term loan after long term loan. Is that. Is that is that a is that a sustainable future or is that the way that these teams make money off their academy players? Well, I think maybe that's the way they, they, they look to make money off academy players. I mean, as the stat is rolled out every year about Chelsea having thirty odd players out and loan at different teams and still having a twenty five or twenty six man squad, you know, back home. So all these big clubs they have fifty, sixty, seventy players on their books. Um, some will be in the first team squad, some will be in the development squad, and the others. 
are put out on loan just at different levels of their development. Patrick Roberts, you know, he cost Manchester City £12 million from Fulham when they signed him. They put him out on loan. He's been at Celtic, he's been here, he's been there. I think it's at Girona in uh, La Liga this season. And they are hopeful that he'll either be A, able to go into Pep Guardiola's squad next season, or B, will have a reputation that will allow them to sell him and regain mm. their £12 million, maybe with a bit of, you know, add-on. It as well. Uh, speaking of permanent transfers though, uh, Bale has now touched down in Scotland for the first time as a Celtic player. He's of course still awaiting international clearance, but he has arrived in the city tonight. Uh, William, as a Celtic fan, what are you making of the recruits, particularly uh, in the attacking line so far? Uh, I mean, at home it's different, you know. I, I mean, uh, Ware made a great start. He, he looked lively and he, he, his touch was good and he, he was all over the place when he came on. You know, I, I thought he. I thought he, he it really made a difference, but I also think Mikey Johnson when he came on made a difference. Uh, I, would, I mean, the, the guy Bale, I think he's more—he's more of a striker. I think. I think the other two are probably are more coming off the wider areas. You know, I think maybe maybe Ware can play up front, but I don't think uh, Buck. What I've seen of Buck so far, I think he's probably better coming off the wider areas. You know, but I think the the, the boys that came in the day. I think he's a, an outright striker. I think I think he's more inclined to be on a par with Edward. I think I'm not sure what the guys think. To be honest with you, I've I've not really seen enough of the boys, so I can't comment. Edward, well, I mean, was, he certainly seems like an out-and-out striker, though, if in terms yeah, of yeah. But um, I don't know what sort of striker he is, Gordon. You know, is he a back to goal striker? Is he a runner? Is he in behind? You know, Edward on his game is a very very good striker indeed. A lot of good talent there. And uh, Celtic thought that when they paid nine million for him, so it'll be interesting to see how this lad does. We are come on and uh, Saturday night, and the one thing you want to do coming to a new club is get that first goal as quick as you can, and he'd celebrate it like he just won the World Cup. Uh, the Celtic fans love that; they've taken them to their hearts already. That settles you into a football club, especially the size of Celtic. A few opinions on loans coming in on Twitter. Anthony says, uh, "I'm a fan as long as clubs don't take advantage of it by sending thirty odd players out on loan just to get around uh, financial fair play like Chelsea and Juventus." Stevie G says, uh, "Players should not be allowed to join another team in the same league on loan." Um, I mean, you can sort of see where he's coming from because then you get round the whole can't play against the parent club. However, if you're the club that's sending a player out on loan, you kind of want to see how he how he does in in that division. Yeah, but, of course. And and listen, the clubs, the, the footballers are employees of their clubs, and the clubs. You know, we all talk about player power, and I agree all about player power. But the the clubs still do have a big say in the development of their employees, and if they're going to loan them out, they want to have a big say in. Which division they're going to Which league they're going to Which club they're going to You know they want to play them at a club that Maybe has the same system of play That they'll be used to when they come back to their own club Etc etc So I think uh, Roger they want to play them You know I know what you're saying Gordon About say for instance Celtic I don't think there's any point in sending A player that you think's got a good chance Of making it to the championship I think you're better keeping them In the top league because he's getting better competition week in, week out. Unless there's an alternative, you know, for him to go to the English Championship or something, a, com- a comparable level. I, d- I certainly think they're better playing in the Scottish Premiership than the Scottish Championship. I mean, you mentioned Ryan Christie, who's benefited from that. Rangers this season are, are hoping that something similar can happen with Ryan Hardy, Greg Doherty, for instance. Yeah. Um, the next one that we perhaps should be watching out for is Lewis Morgan, because he's a, he's a wanted man. It doesn't look like he will go back to St Mirren, Aberdeen. 
perhaps one of the possible options for him. Yeah, I think Aberdeen, Hull City, Nottingham Forest all look like options for Lewis Morgan. Um, don't be surprised if he finishes up at Aberdeen. Brendan Rodgers has been on record as saying how playing for Aberdeen helped Ryan Christie's development. We've spoken mm. about it earlier on the show. So that's a tried and trusted route. Don't be surprised if you see Lewis Morgan in a red jersey before the end of January. 0141 Let's hear from you. And after the travel with Amber, we're going to hear from one Premiership boss who's not quite convinced about the timing of the Scottish Cup fourth round. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here So why not give us a call Or tweet us in At Clyde SSB We're about to hear from Motherwell boss Stephen Robinson He's not quite convinced About having the Scottish Cup Fourth round uh, Just after the winter break I can hear you all out there Saying well That's because you get put out But mm. we'll explore that In uh, just a second On Twitter We got into a bit of a discussion About loans before the break Alex McLeish um, not that one He says even Barcelona Have two players on loan In their first team I don't get the big deal If it gets players match time And is financially sound Players can improve And return uh, Better players With more experience Chris is a Rangers fan In Erskine Hi Chris uh, How you doing chaps Good show as usual Thank you Chris uh, What's on I'm your all, mind tonight I'm all for the um, The loan system um, I agree with Getting players more match time What I don't agree with Though is loaning To players in the same division um, If you loan If you take Celtic Are going to loan Um Lewis Morgan out possibly Scott Allen's a possibility What they're doing is They're making other teams stronger At the same time They don't have to face So if Lewis Morgan goes to Aberdeen He's not allowed to play He could be a sensation Like Ryan Christie was Yet when Aberdeen play Celtic They're not allowed to play Ryan Christie So when you loan a player out To another club That other club becomes stronger Against all your other opponents In the league except you mm. So it's actually to an advantage To loan as many players out As you can To all the other clubs because what you're effectively doing is making them weaker against you, even though you're getting the players the experience. So, And then I know Rangers have done the same with Ryan Hardy going to Livingston. I think players should be going to other clubs, yeah, but in a different division or a different league, as in Doherty going to the Championship. Because I think there's a flaw in the system when, you, when you're making other teams effectively weaker against you because you're making them increased and stronger against your opponents that you're playing against in the league. Yeah, listen, I fully understand the point you make, Chris. It's a valid point. Uh, those are the rules, though. It's not just the rules up here. It's the rules down south as well. You see Nathaniel Klein leaving Liverpool to go on loan to Bournemouth in the English Premier League. Danny Ings has already gone to Southampton. and you know Some of the Chelsea players we spoke about, Gordon, who have gone out on loan. Remember Nathan Hackey went to Bournemouth mm. before he subsequently, you know... Sign a permanent deal. Do we, do we maybe feel these things a bit more because the league's smaller? Is it, you know, is it, or because, as, as Chris says, particularly with. With that, if it's if it's Aberdeen, for instance, Aberdeen are likely to be competing with Celtic yeah, for silverware. Hundred percent, but it's been the case for years and years. Yeah. I go back to a Scottish Cup final. I think when Gordon Strachan Celtic beat Dunfermline many years ago. Jim O'Brien was on loan from Celtic to Dunfermline. Uh, the rules would have allowed him to have played in the game, but Celtic stopped Jim O'Brien playing in the cup final for Dunfermline. And they're his employers They pay the majority of his wages They can do what they like So I think You know Clubs aren't going to change the rules It's up to the authorities I th- To change I th- that rule I think Gordon If you send a player out in loan Get him to the highest possible League that you can And I, I don't think just because Well You know It's going to strengthen uh, Against other teams It's all about the player It's all about getting that uh, Match fitness Being competitive Being up against the best we can make out rather than saying, well, we'll put them down to the championship. 
I don't, sometimes that doesn't improve you. What Chris is right though, it clearly is a it is a big factor, and it doesn't matter which player it is. So this is not about certain mm-hmm. teams. If you know then that that you know, for, for instance, Ryan Christie would have been Aberdeen's best player or one of them, and then you're talking about. Four league games That he can't play Maybe an extra cup game Semi-final yeah, yeah, And that's but, not just him That's obviously the same but, For other but clubs But you've got to understand That Aberdeen Know that before they go And take yeah. him from Celtic And that must be a big consideration On their part as well then. Yeah so they, they're quite happy To say right Okay We know that we're not Going to have him For the Celtic games Or, or, we, or whatever Then he's, he's still a big Important player mm. for him Remember that's only Four games a season The rest of the season He could influence Aberdeen yeah. To better things Yeah and, and listen The cynics will say If Brendan Rodgers Has a decision to make Over Lewis Morgan And he can send them to Let's name the three clubs Aberdeen, Hull And Nottingham Forest Now If he goes to Hull or Nottingham Forest Then he can't play Against Rangers And he can't play Against Kilmarnock And he can't play Against Hearts or Hibs But if he goes to Aberdeen He can play against All those teams And still can't play Against Celtic So the cynics That's Chris's point isn't yeah, it Yeah the cynics would say that it's better for Celtic to send them to Aberdeen. The non-Cynics would maybe just, you know, say, "Well, Aberdeen did well for Ryan Christie. It's a tried and trusted path. Why wouldn't Brendan Rodgers put Lewis Morgan out to Aberdeen?" Chris, I suppose on the other hand, in in the case of your team Rangers and and Ryan Hardy, for instance, what better way to tell if he's equipped to score goals for Rangers in the Scottish Premiership than to see him score goals in the Scottish Premiership? No, I agree, and 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 but. Well, although it's the rules, chaps, and, and and that's what makes it all right, it doesn't it doesn't mean that the rules are morally correct if you look at that point of view. So Ryan Christie going to uh, Aberdeen, or or just like you said, there, the chap going to the, the Livingston, it doesn't actually make it right in terms of because Rangers will play a Livingston team that will be weakened when they play them as well. So to me, although that is the rules, and everybody's using it to their benefit. So, the big clubs especially can use it to their benefit by loaning out the players, their fringe players, and making the other clubs stronger round about. Aberdeen probably wouldn't be able to have got Lewis Morgan in terms of the, the fee that was paid for Celtic and the wages that paying for the players, so they're effectively getting a player. And it's in Celtic's interest to loan them to Aberdeen. And, and, and So, although that is the rules and everybody's using it to their advantage, I think it has to be looked at because, really, you've got an opportunity, depending on how big a club you are, to really... Make your make the league easier for yourself by if you can afford to buy up all these players and lend them out, then it's it's happy days for you and not so happy days for your opponents. Okay, thank you very much to Chris, the Rangers fan from Erskine. Give us a call if you've got anything to add, um, and if you'd rather tweet them, we're at Clyde SSB. Motherwell boss Stephen Robinson's not convinced about the timing of the Scottish Cup fourth round. They lost to Ross County in the first game back after the winter break. Robinson feels it's something that could be looked at I like the winter break you know I think it's a, a must whether the first fixture is the Scottish Cup or not perhaps needs maybe looked at you know if I looked at all the other premiership teams on Saturday everyone looked a little bit behind it you know what's the the game on Sunday and everything looked a little bit slow in decision making but we didn't get the result we wanted and others did so you know we have to take the stick that came our way and you have to be big enough to deal with that and, and get on with it on Wednesday night you know in hindsight you'd prefer to start now in the league game, whatever I say, I'll probably get a stick for that. Oh, well, he's making excuses. Not, you know, everyone's had four weeks off. Um, you know, in reality, pre-season, we only really have four weeks off. You know, so it, it, we looked, we did look like we were short. We looked like we were second to, to every ball. You know, forget the, whether you passed, whether you played four at the back, whether you played five at the back, whether you played two up front, one up front, it doesn't matter. We, we looked short and doing the basics right. And I think that's, you know, was the same in every premiership team. I've spoke to a couple of premiership managers and we all felt the same. So, you know, would it have made any difference to the result? I don't know. 
The Premiership managers may feel the same, Roger But I'm sure the Championship managers wouldn't have minded A week in Tenerife for a week in Dubai yeah, and so on yeah, And listen, Muller was first game back After the winter break last January Was a Scottish Cup fourth round tie They beat Hamilton 2-0 And Stephen Robinson said nothing About any concerns about a Cup tie coming first after the winter break So it's a results driven business they had a bad result at the weekend They lost to a championship team They're out of the cup after reaching two cup finals The year before um, He's hurting He's looking for someone, something, anything to blame And you know he's having, a, he's having a look at this For years now The cup ties are the first games back That's the way it is You know all about it Just get on with it Being said that Gordon Where he probably is right Is that a number of the, the top flight teams did look like they had been on their holidays or, or did look like they'd been away from competitive football for a while Whether that means you change the Scottish Cup date or not I'm not saying that But there, there was a sluggishness Yeah well I watched that I witnessed that at Rugby Park I thought Kilmarnock looked a bit uh, sluggish um, Weren't at their best But take nothing away from Forfar I thought they were terrific uh, But I'm sorry um, You've been Motherwell were over in Tenerife um, A lot of work getting done Gordon Playing practice matches as well uh, come back I think that You know The mother old manager's Very disappointed And I think he's just Looking for Can we say An excuse to say Well it Shouldn't really be In the Scottish Cup First game back If he'd have won On Saturday There's absolutely No chance He would have had That interview In that conversation Yeah and Listen Absolutely right As we said 12 months ago They come back Play the first game Cup tie at home Beat Hamilton Through to the next round Everything's great this time they come back poor against Ross County. I'm disappointed. No Hamden return this year. I enjoyed my my trips last season. Uh, you'll probably be going to work anyway, so I don't know what you're on about. But um, the uh, it'd be interesting to dig that interview out because I I don't know for sure. Um, but the interview after the Hamilton game last season, whether the the rhetoric was, yeah, you know, we looked refreshed after mm-hmm. after the winter break. I don't I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I love a cup game. The minute we come home, <laughs> Man, we've all been there. I've been. Mean, you, you you look for everything to justify. The disappointment of Saturday And he's right He's just got to forget about that And get on with a very important game tomorrow night It's going to be a Tibbs. strange second half to the season for Motherwell Because I honestly can't see them getting sucked into a relegation battle They're not going to have enough about them to get into the top six They're now out the Scottish Cup um, They've a couple of big coaching positions to fill at the club as well So be interesting to see And Luton Town still haven't appointed a manager With Stephen Robinson among the favourites for that job Okay, I think that just about brings us up to time for us to do this. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. It is time for Beat the Pundit. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are both standing by. One of them stands between you and a sign ball. So why not come on here and show off your footballing knowledge, potentially win that sign ball? And I can exclusively reveal breaking news from Clyde Super Scoreboard Towers. Roger Hanna doesn't know about this, but tonight is the night that you get handicapped. From now on, you will be on minus one to start with. <laughs> this unbeaten streak has gone on too long. Oh. And if you're drawn tonight or from any night, for the foreseeable You start on minus one I thought you were going he's to say ne- Daz gets to answer Every alternate question So he's come out of retirement That's what you're saying now He's actually He's not been in play. retirement He's never played For about six weeks We'll see what the coin says Either way If he plays tonight He's on minus oh, one. Oh, I love it 01419511025 Do it quick You only have until the news At seven o'clock 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here It's been a busy old show as always We've heard from the likes of Stephen Gerrard On Alfredo Morelos and Jordan Jones We heard from Ryan Christie and Stephen Robinson Not happy about the timing uh, of the Scottish Cup fourth round So any more thoughts on those topics Get them in um, And as soon as we finish Beat the Pundit We're going to hear from Derek McInnes His version of events How do they differ from Steve Clark's On the situation with Greg Stewart Let's do this first though Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the Pundit time, Roger Hanna's unbeaten run has become a disgrace. It's been going on far too long, so as of tonight, Roger Hanna is officially handicapped. He's going for minus, he starts on minus one every time he plays Beat the Pundit. Right, does that mean if he gets one answer right, he goes to zero? And then one, two, three, four. I think you're that, looking far too deeply into this. I think that's that's generally Don't the worry, way, I'll the be way me, numbers I'll work. I'll be me, I'll be Greenock playing. Ranger says, Did I hear that right correctly? You're putting DL on plus four for beat the pundit. <laughs> I'll take that, I'll take that. Okay, let's find it. It might not even be Roger, it might be you on the coin, yeah. but one of you is going to be up against Ross from Castle Milk this evening. Hi Ross. How you doing? Now Ross, have you been wanting to play for a while or was it the the, pl- the minus one for Roger Hanna that, that, that teased you? Well, I've actually already beat Gordon So oh. I'm hoping to get Roger out of who, who hasn't? Like, I've been on twice and I've won twice before oh. um, Albeit only against Gordon and DJ So don't really count <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you played me Ross uh, Only against Gordon and DJ I like that Right Heads It is Roger Hanna minus one Tails <laughs> It luck, is Ross. Gordon DL I've dropped the coin You're never going to believe this Where's oh, this one? Sorry, that's sorry, the I've back got another head. one I've got another one I've got one on standby Gordon DL What does that say? Heads It is indeed heads Roger Hanna minus one Up against Ross from Castle Milk Let me give Roger a bit of Clyde too So he can't hear you Ross Ross is going for his hat trick I mean you already get a signed ball for winning once So I don't really know what we give you if you win a third time But anyway here's the You'll know the drill by now Ross But in case you've forgotten 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep Scotland's women's team lost 2-1 in Spain To which country yesterday? Pass other than Rangers, what other Scottish team has Scott Arfield played for? Falkirk. Name one of the two Premiership goalkeepers in Scotland with ten clean sheets this season. Hey, Gordon. Uh, Stefan Omionga has joined Hibs from which Italian team? Genoa. Blair Henderson's the top scorer in Scottish League Two for which team? Uh, Edinburgh City. Aberdeen have terminated the contract of which midfielder? Pass. Okay. Roger Hanna, can you hear us? Yes You can, same set of questions to you You start on minus one, remember, okay? You ready? Go for it Scotland's women's team lost 2-1 in Spain To which country yesterday? Uh, Other than Rangers, what other Scottish team has Scott Arfield played for? Falkirk Name one of the two Scottish Premiership goalkeepers With ten clean sheets so far this season Alan McGregor Stefan Omionga has joined Hibs from which Italian team? Genoa Blair Henderson is the top scorer in Scottish League 2 For which team? Edinburgh City Aberdeen have terminated the contract of which midfielder? Chris Forrester And since the formation of the SPFL How many Scottish Premiership titles have Celtic won? Quick Four Okay What do you think Ross? Ridiculous, so he is Honestly, well he started minus one So we were trying to give the contestants a bit of a chance Let's go through and see how it went Uh Scotland's women's team lost 2-1 in Spain To which country it was Iceland So 
that's at level. It's now nil nil because Rangers started minus one. So it's nil nil. Other than Rangers, what Scottish team has Scott Arfield played for? Falkirk, of course. You both got that right. So it's one all. Name one of two Scottish Premiership goalkeepers with ten clean sheets this season so far. You had the choice between Xander Clark or Liam Kelly. So you both got that wrong. One all. Stefan Omionga has joined Hibs from which Italian team? It's Genoa You both got that right Ooh, good, game. good game Blair Henderson Is the top scorer In Scottish League 2 For which team? Edinburgh City You both got that Ooh. right 3 all. Aberdeen Have terminated the contract Of which midfielder? Chris Forrester Roger got it You didn't oh. Ross And that was your last question It almost paid off We almost managed To <laughs> defeat Roger Hanna uh, It didn't matter anyway But you got it wrong It's five titles it's For five. Celtic Since the SPFL started So it was uh, Four to Roger Hanna And three to Ross from Castlemilk Hard lines Ross Nearly No worries it's a, it's a bit like the Champions League qualifiers I get two easy rounds And then a playoff round I get hammered so. <laughs> Good man oh, That was Ross I like that Listen, I like that and The good thing is See if he keeps winning We'll just make it minus two And then we'll, we'll just yeah. go from there But anyway He lives to fight another day Roger Hanna still unbeaten And he's now on minus one That's incredible honestly You need to get a life Roger You really do <laughs> I know Needs to get out more like you Is that your excuse? You've just got to Your social life is so active That you can't keep up with Tune in on Thursday You'll you'll know what the real quiz masters are all about On on Thursday night you will hear two guys Who get out the house Regularly (laughs) That that, that in a nutshell is what he's saying The Ellen Wilson Yeah Oh yes Very much so Hey we're doing alright Don't you worry about that (laughs) 0141 On the phones uh, On Twitter We are at Clyde SSB Let's just take a quick look Make sure we're not I see we're not already Scott Shearer says that Minus two He says you, you have to go to minus two I don't think I don't think one victory is quite enough To move you on to minus two Because that, that was close So almost uh, well, This, this uh, is surely the 2019 rules The rules now can't be changed till 2020 I just do what I like to be honest When it comes to beat the pundit Gordon Every night I sit there And hope that he's going to walk out In the chase yeah. Sitting at the top of that ladder <laughs> thing I'm honestly He's next up for that What would his nickname be? Um, oh and there's one for you Steady Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh that's a good one I'll what, think what, about what, that It's a family show What are the ones that are on it at the moment? I obviously don't see it Because I'm always in here um, Who's on it? The Vixen <laughs> Nah it doesn't suit him No Um Else is on that? I don't know. You're clearly an avid follower. The Beast. <laughs> um, yeah, I watch it. Who else is on okay, that? Let's what's what's on. Anne's name? The Governess. Governess, yes. The governor. He could be the Governor. Aye. Yeah, he okay. could be top man, Hannah. Let's get back to the football, please. Uh, we're at Clyde SSB on Twitter as well. John is a Celtic fan in Straven. Hi, John. Hi there. Uh, I said I was just phoned in response to the chat that was on earlier, uh, going on about the loan system and how teams, i.e. Celtic, can uh, make it to the advantage with like Ryan Christie going to Aberdeen. And he actually made the point that it made Celtic's opponents weaker because they, they can't play against them. That's for 12 points a season. For the other 102 points available, Ryan Christie can play in those games. Aberdeen has been Celtic's main competitors for the last four years so they're actually strengthening they make it more difficult to win the league surely I agree with that I was actually thinking about that you can see both sides can't you no but I I, I think that John's right I was agreeing with that because you're making teams stronger and you're only missing out in four games in a season which makes them you know capable of challenging you 
so Especially as one of your closest rivals Yeah, I, well I agree with you John um, I, I, I was thinking that when the, the, the chat was talking about You know, the fact that um, You know, weakening other teams And strengthening so many teams against you But I just think that uh, The loan system's a good system and I think it's all to do with trying to get the best I for mean, the player. And I think he's got to play at the highest level, Gordon. There's no point sending players out to a level that doesn't suit them just because it doesn't, it won't strengthen other teams. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, you, you can say, Roger, well, you know, 12 points is, is still a lot. And in fact, Aberdeen were probably, were they within 12 points of Celtic last season? I think they were, but... On the flip side, they maybe don't get that many if Ryan Christie isn't there in all the other games. Yeah, well, listen, I can see both sides of the argument. The, the important people. And in, in fairness, this, in, in fairness, sorry, before the call, I don't think was specifically about Ryan Christie. Anyway, no. it was, it was, I know, I know, but what I'm saying is, well, even if, if they made they did the summer thing with Lewis Morgan, they're actually making it uh, Aberdeen have more of a chance of gaining more points. To compete against uh, You're not talking about uh, They're the, giving them A team at the bottom of the league It's a team that's competing Against Celtic mm-hmm. For the league Yeah listen I can see both sides you know, I mean, The important people here Are the players themselves And, and the managers And if, if they're not happy with it It wouldn't happen they're, they're playing within the rules There's nothing to stop The Loan transfers Between two teams In the same division So they're playing within the rules if the teams Would you like to see it Tightened up at all Even no, Something like You know that, that Doesn't bother me that, that, that they have to, Not that they have to Play against their parent club but, but they have to be Made available Would that make any difference No Because you would find They would they would get in How do you say A player has to be Made available You, you can yeah. have a You know Suddenly the player's not Always get cold He can't play mm. You know, you would, yeah, but, but oh, not, not officially Ineligible though Oh that kind of thing Would start So no I think It's, it's fine the way it is um, Daz is right The higher level any players, young players, can be exposed to the better. So, if we're saying it's a choice between Lewis Morgan going to Aberdeen or Lewis Morgan going to Ross County or Dundee United at the top end of the Championship, then Aberdeen's the best move for them. Thank you very much, John and Straven. 01419511025 to join in. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Top Banana Hannah says Chris. That's mm, your chase name. Like if you it, fancy like it. it. Yeah. Um, let's hear a bit from Derek McInnes because. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw these comments at the weekend Steve Clark said there was a strange smell About the way Greg Stewart's move to Aberdeen played out But Derek McKinnis says it was Greg Stewart's choice to move to Pataudry The Don's boss said they matched the loan offer made by Kilmarnock And it was then up to the player where he wanted to go We again asked the question about a permanent deal for Greg And it became clear that it was going to just be a loan So we were asked the question to submit our best offer by lunchtime Friday Which we did do from Birmingham And we were then told Kilmarnock matched the offer and it was up to the player. So just to take away any doubt about how it was all played out, Greg decided he wanted to come to us, which was brilliant for us and great news. I've been in the wrong end yet when I've put so much work into getting a player and we don't get the player. You know, but the fact of the matter was the the course of events that I've just said there was how it all played out. And at no point did we ever feel comfortable that Greg was coming. Um, we knew once Kilmarnock matched their offer and it shows you how um, matched our offer, then it was up to the player. And it shows you how much both play, uh, clubs um, rated Greg and Marquinhos Workman. Uh, there we go. So that's Derek McInnes' side of the story. Um, Stevie Clark, you can tell he's frustrated by it, Roger. He said it smelled funny. And that's mm. at least the, the PG version of it. Yeah. What do you make of the way this has played out or the, or the way it appears to have played yeah, out? Yeah, the, the, the whole thing is a bit odd. I'm not going to say there's a smell about it because I've no reason to say that. But 
players on loan at one team. He went back to Birmingham because Birmingham wanted to try and sell him his contracts up in the summer. Birmingham have deemed him surplus to requirements. They wanted to try and get some money back on the player. Um, it quickly became apparent there weren't going to be any takers for a permanent deal. So he was going out on loan again. I would tend to think what makes it more attractive for Birmingham is that, you know, Aberdeen have come in, they're paying as much as Kilmarnock would have paid. Um, he's playing at a standard as high as he would have been at Kilmarnock. Um, and, uh, well, you have to take Derek's word for mm. it. If he says it was left to Greg, the two, you know, two different offers were Ixie Pixie, then it was up to Greg. Mm. He chose it. You need to ask Greg. If, if that is the case, and again, mm. You do At the moment You sort of have to take Derek McInnes at face value He says you know That they matched Kilmarnock's loan offer So mm-hmm. t- to my understanding You can tell me if I'm wrong That there's no Financial benefit To anyone For him to choose Aberdeen Having succeeded So much At Kilmarnock In the first half of the season And for Kilmarnock To actually be Above Aberdeen Does it then surprise you That the player has ended up At Aberdeen Yes it does And the reason why If it was at First choice, say for instance, just come to Birmingham, he had a choice of Kilmarnock, Aberdeen hadn't been either. Aberdeen would have been all day long for me. But because he's been at Kilmarnock, Gordon, and sometimes teams suit your style of play, and obviously Kilmarnock suit Greg Stewart's style of play, I think he, he's made the wrong choice. I think he should have went to Kilmarnock, continued playing for Kilmarnock, banging in the goals and he'll eventually get a permanent move away from Birmingham because he's obviously not wanted there he's been put back out in loan whereas you could go up to Aberdeen different circumstances maybe playing a different system doesn't suit you not as effective as you were in the first half of the season so for those points I think Kilmarnock would have been a perfect suit once again alternatively then could it and we're second guessing people what about trying to Prove anyone who doubted him Aberdeen wrong Or you know Unfinished business Whatever it may be No I don't buy into that I don't think players uh, I wouldn't get down that He's got to think of his own career He now knows that His Birmingham career Will probably come to an end So he's got to try and get to the highest level He possibly can I think he would get more recognised The way Steve Clark is With the job he's doing at Kilmarnock Than he will At Aberdeen and it'll be interesting to see if he scores the same amount of goals or he's the same player. Sometimes you just go to a club, the manager suits you, the formation suits you, the club suits you. You're only going for the next part of the season, which is, what, four or five months. And then you look in the summer and say, where can I go from there? I can understand if it was just the one-off chance of saying, right, I've never been up here of Aberdeen or Kilmarnock. I would take Aberdeen, of course we would, because I think... No disrespect, Aberdeen, bigger club, playing for front of bigger crowds, so I would take that. But just after the season he's had at Kilmarnock, I think he's missed a trick here. Could there be a chance that the two clubs, Greg Stewart's asked the two clubs, what happens beyond the summer? How much would you be able to give me to sign a mm. permanent deal in subsequent seasons? Am I getting a one-year deal, a two-year deal, a three-year deal? What will I get per week? You know, And, and perhaps, although... That's says, the point the finances would kick in Yeah Although Derek McKinnon says The two deals between now and the summer Were the same That's not to say the two deals Going beyond yeah. the summer Were the same So could Aberdeen have, have laid mm. Something out from the, That's going to be there From beyond the summer A good point well made John is in Scythe. What's your point tonight John? Hi there um, I'll tell you what it is I'm going back to the Kind of junior football thing here mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know I grew up With junior football And it was always like You know 
Oh, he's John so-and-so, or Peter so-and-so was playing with St. Rocks, or Peter Saul, sort of thing. And it was a kind of way up, but now the way when you're seen, uh, it's kind of, it's no the way up for players, you know what I mean? There's nothing, I mean, they're playing these teams, and they're, what, they're finished, the guys they're playing against, you know what I mean? Some of them, but maybe you know more. Hurt Roger Hanna, I guess. I was just going to say, Roger. I guess that's just a, a byproduct of of the modern game with an academy structure and yeah. performance schools and all the rest of it. That that, that pathway has has just changed. Yeah, and we we spoke about the juniors at the weekend. They're courtesy of Ogden Lake Town, which won against the United. Fraser Wishart was in the show on Saturday afternoon, talking about his fondness for the junior game. He started at Pollock many many years ago. I think it was it Hugh touched on Danny McGrain being at Mary Hill Juniors. I think Billy McNeil was at Blantyre, wasn't he? At one stage, back in the day. That was where a lot of young people, young, a lot of young players started. But back in the day, there weren't these youth academies. There wasn't Project Brave. There weren't all these, you know, performance schools and things like that for for young people to go to. It's just a different way of developing players. Um, back in the day, they didn't do Messrs McGrain and McNeil and Wishart and some of these guys any harm to start out there. The proof of the pudding for performance skills, etc., will be in years to come. On you go, John. Sorry, um, do you know think they could modernise the junior football? I know it's all hypothetical, all the ideas or whatever, but um, <laughs> uh, aye, could they not modernise the game to suit young players? And I know it's easier said than done, you know. Well, Roger, um, I mean, I guess that's why the, the, the there are talks at the moment how many junior clubs want to go and join the pyramid. Whether that is whether that could be a a result of that move Yeah and oddly enough anyone anyone tell, But one of the ones Who don't want to yeah. join The pyramid This thing stand It tends to be Like, like a Celtic Hearts A lot of the teams On Lithgow Rose A lot of the Central and East Coast mm. teams Seem keen on joining The pyramid Rather than the, the Ayrshire and the West Coast teams um, It's all about choice It's all about How clubs want to Pitch themselves Where they see themselves In the structure Of Scottish football Auchinleck Talbot 12 times junior cup winners Big big winners Against the air At the weekend Fantastic time The fifth round Away to Hearts at Tynecastle. They seem Quite content With where they are In the great structure Of Scottish football It's not for them The pyramid um, It'd be nice to see though If some of those guys From Walking Lake If the club doesn't want To come through the divisions Whether we'll see some of them Playing in the mm. SPFL In years to come Any Hamilton Ackies fans out there I'm interested to hear your thoughts Because some very strong opinions Or some strong audio Certainly coming from Martin Canning He's had a lot to say um, about the criticism he's been getting recently And we're going to hear from him And a full time teaser with a difference Coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to thompsons.com It's time for the full time teaser Every yes. night at this time Just when that break finishes We set up the question And we give the pundits between now and the end of the show To come up with the answers the good thing about it is though You send the questions to us So if you've got a good question Send it over to fulltime At Clyde1.com Now this one has been modified slightly Which means I don't think We've had a question like this before On the full time teaser And I'm looking forward to seeing how you do Because you're only looking for four answers Oh, easy Which is not a lot I think you'll agree Am I, am I handicapping this as well? No, you're mm-hmm. not Well, okay. only by I the fact me. that you're working with Gordon <laughs> DL But other than that, you're fine Okay Who are we? Oh no is the name of the question Right Are we Who are we So it's not who am I From a Saturday Who are we Right 
We've all scored more than 10 English Premier League goals In less than 40 appearances We've all played for more than one Champions League finalist And we are all top scorer for our countries Who are we? Looking for four names So we've all scored more than 10 English Premier League goals In less than 40 appearances We've all played for more than one Champions League finalist And we are all top scorer for our countries Looking for four names You can play along at Clyde SSB um, From the comfort of your home, your car, wherever you may be Any that spring to mind? Mm, No, no, Solskjaer's the one Robbie Keane? No Solskjaer? No No, because, sorry, so it's these guys have got less than 40 English Premier League appearances Oh, so definitely they scored no. 10 in the first 40 or something? Ah, that's right, right. Oh, No Right, right, I'm no. with you, I'm with you Yeah So they've all played fewer than 40 games mm-hmm. in English Premier League They've all played for more than one Champions League finalist since 93 Since the start of the Champions League mm-hmm. And they're all the top scorer for their country mm-hmm. So these will be guys who have only really Flitted in and out of the English Premier League Then if they've played fewer than 40 games You know it's not going to be guys who are In the English Premier League for a long time I'll leave that up to you You can go and figure that one out At Clyde Clyde SSB If you want to play along Incidentally no names coming in yet So I'll read it once more Uh, We're looking for four players Who've all scored more than 10 English Premier League goals In less than 40 appearances Total Uh They've all played for more than one Champions League finalist And they're all the top scorer for their uh, countries Henry Larson No Not a bad shout though Was one Chelsea? Morata I'm not telling you their team at this moment in time Come on Morata? You think Morata's the top no, scoring top scorer Spaniard Spain, of all he? time? Oh, oh of all time? Right okay. <sighs> What else could that possibly mean? Hold on a minute He went through it for 10 minutes And you never gave, gave him stick All time right okay But at least Roger's guess is not as good as mine Along the right <laughs> lines Right anyway 0141 Let's hear your thoughts on Martin Canning please He's come out with a very strong defence of his job He says he's doing everything he's been asked to do Hamilton Aki's fans Are you happy with that? Or do you disagree? Now's the time to tell us 0141 Let's speak to John first as a Rangers fan on the line Hi John Good evening, gentlemen. Gordon, Hello. you'll be phoning me on Thursday. No, I won't, John. John. <laughs> John. What's the debate here again? Remind me. He, John thinks that Jordan Jones won't start tomorrow night. Jordan Jones will wear number eleven and he'll run out the tunnel at quarter to eight tomorrow night. All right, we can okay. sort. We can sort that on Thursday, John. What's your point tonight? My point's Mr. Clark. Very clever, same as Craig Levine. Always coming out with points with Morelis, right? Craig Levine made the point. Morelis gets set up for next game. Basically, Clark's made them a mark man as well with referees as it is anyway, but he's just highlighting the pro- problem before because he is quite petulant at times. But highlighting it just before the game is what Pigle Dean done after their game and Morelis gets sent off against Aberdeen. Uh, why, did it, why did they need to even make the comment, I've got to tell my players? His players, Chris Rodfield last year with Ryan Jack, kids only stood on his toes. Chris Rodfield's the biggest wind-up merchant out. And he's on the phone telling his players about what mm. truth for Morelis wind the name of. Uh, Rod- Let me ask Roger Hanna. These are comments that appeared in newspapers today, Roger. Um, yeah. Explain exactly what the comments are for anyone who missed them and, and then give us your thoughts on John's point. I think Steve was making the point that he's about to warn his defenders not, not to be provoked into anything by 
Alfredo Morelos not to get involved in anything with Alfredo Morelos. Clearly, the implication is: look at the last Premiership game Alfredo was involved in when he had the three flash points against Celtic. Um, he, he doesn't have the best disciplinary record this season. Um, we actually spoke to the, the manager of HCK Helsinki at the weekend at Ibrox, who had had Alfredo at his previous club, but he's actually quite surprised by the sort of disciplinary things that Alfredo's got involved in since he's been over here. He said he wasn't really like that in Finnish football. Um, but all Steve Clunk's doing is just trying to get a little advantage, a place, you know, a little seed into someone's head, maybe into Morelos's head, you know, as opposed to into the heads of his own defenders. But it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes down. If you're going to defend to defend the player, though, Roger, you would, you know, people are calling them. I think you called them, you know, flashpoints in the Celtic game. I mean, the. The, the, there was no there was no punishment there, you know. What, what, no, I didn't say there were fouls. I said there were flashpoints, and so much as they they, they sparked comment on yeah. social media, they sparked comment from managers, um, they sparked comment from the SFA because the SFA came out and said he would face no punishment, you know, you for, for any of the three. Roger, you know, so I'm actually not sure. I was just trying to think, that, John, as you were as you were uh, making your point at the start. I'm not sure who the ref is. Is it Mister Beaton by any chance? Honestly, don't know. You don't know. Why, why is that so important, John? I've just wondered because it's planting a seed in the ref seed. I don't care when they say that. I, I said it before the Aberdeen game, after the Hearts game. All he's doing is Levine highlighted that straight after it, Morelos and Arthur Park. And do you know some, that's what Steve Park's trying to do. He's not trying to these players, he's doing players. He's trying to get the rest of his seat to watch Morelos and highlight what Roger said the flashpoints is what other people. Morelis turned them inside out the last time we played it at that near ground. Right? And hopefully he can do the same again. But having said that, I think Carson worried about the four. Maybe he maybe he turned them inside out. Well, I'll be interested in tomorrow night, John. I'm looking forward to the game to see the formation. And I know what you're saying. I don't think that opposition managers should be coming out and saying about other players. Uh, but Morelos just has to go and behave himself and the only way you answer back is by sticking the ball in the back in it Don Don Robertson who can work Google first uh, Don Robertson that's alright he had a quiet weekend anyway Roger St Mirren fans will agree with that I'm sure yes very very quiet mm. weekend uh, I'm interested to see if the Brad Lyons red card is overturned when it comes to appeal and Gordon Kearney's confirmed they will appeal it to see if they can uh, get the lad freed from the this, effectively the second booking Which yeah. was for a, alleged simulation Which of course you can appeal Because you can appeal yellows for simulation Just not for uh, various other things Thanks to John in Paisley Lots of people Throwing some good names in here oh, what are they? I'm not going to tell you And I'm watching Roger Hanna To make sure that phone goes nowhere near Twitter um, But you're liking this question And I'm liking your response to it So we're looking for four players They've all scored more than 10 English Premier League goals In less than 40 appearances total They've all played for more than one Champions League finalist And they're all the top scorer for their countries Samuel Eto'o Yes We're off and running You must Samuel go countries Eto'o Oh Radamel Falkel The big, the big lad played with Man U Swedish Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He must be one. Oh, look at this. They've got the bit between their teeth now. Right, that's two out of the four. So you can hold your guesses because you've still got about 20 minutes or so to come up with the answers. Michael Campbell has got a cracker oh, on Twitter, us, I must say. Samueletto and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Right, Hamilton Aki's fans, come on. Where are you? We're going to hear from Martin Canning 
Um, he obviously suffered a disappointing cup defeat at the weekend up there um, at McDermott Park. Uh, he understands fans' frustrations, but says you Aki's fans, you need to be realistic. Uh, he was jeered by supporters on Saturday uh, They're 10th in the Premiership But the Aki's boss says quite simply That is acceptable for a club of that size In terms of the remit of my job And what I'm getting asked to do is Keep Hamilton in the Premier League Bring through our own young players Move them on when the time is right The club earns money from that And we start again with that same process And that's what I'm doing That's, that's exactly what we're, we're getting asked to go do And we're doing that And that for us is success But for fans, fans want to win And, and I want to win, we all want to win um, and it becomes difficult to think this is probably if somebody said to me you've been 14 points at this stage of the season but there'll be two teams below you I would have taken that on 14 points the club has gone through believe it or not it's the most successful spell ever um, and, and think get behind that whenever you do meet anybody or speak to anybody it's very encouraging because it's I don't know if that's because it's private or not but when it seems to be very supportive, very very encouraging of what, what we try and do here, what we do do here. Would you rather be in the Championship? And, and for me as a manager, I'd probably have a better 1% percent in the Championship. If we went to the Championship, we're competing on a level playing field. We'd be paying the same wages. I'm not far off it as the teams at the top of the Championship. Um, so therefore, we're competing on a level playing field. And we win more games. Or theoretically, you win more games. But that's not the case. You look at Partick Thistle this season. You look at Falkirk, big clubs that are in danger of slipping out of the Championship into League One. A strong defence of himself. What do you make of it? I think he's quite right. I think he's quite right to come out and defend himself. Um, but if you're a Hamilton Aki supporter and you're travelling up and down the country paying your money and you think you deserve better style of play and the results are poor, then you've every right to complain. You've every right to, you know, um, put your anger towards the manager. That's what he's there for. That's what he gets paid for sometimes. You've got to take that criticism. Uh, but if you look at Hamilton, you look at the budgets... Um, his remit As he said there His job Keep them in the top league Bring through young players Sell them on And keep the club going By financial way By selling young players on He's achieving that Gordon But not every Hamilton Aki supporter Is pleased with the way That he's going about His style of football Because they get back to things like well, Alec Neal achieved that, but he played a different style of football, different players. But this guy, if you go back to last season as well, the amount of top players he loses year in, year out, is a very difficult job. So I can understand the Aki's fans, uh, but I can certainly understand why Martin Cannon's coming out fighting. I think he should. As a neutral observer in this, Roger, as you know, someone who, who listens to you guys, but also sees the opinions on, on Twitter or on the phones, there just always seems to me to be a real difference in opinion between fans yeah. and, and pundits well, listen, because I, I was at the McDermott fans are fed Park. up with all the stuff that Gordon Dale's yeah. just said I, I was at McDermott Park on Saturday and I saw the unrest among the Hamilton supporters um, we were informed by officials of Hamilton Academical that the manager's father had been abused by supporters and had left McDermott Park because of that um, Martin spoke yesterday and said he did leave it wasn't so much abuse of himself it was he was fed up listening to the abuse that was being directed at Martin now, you Super Scoreboard tweeted out the interview that I did with Martin on Saturday night and a lot of Hamilton fans tweeted me back with similar opinions to what you're saying just now. But what I would put back to those Hamilton fans is where do they think Hamilton Aki should be in the great structure of Scottish football? Now, when Brendan Rodgers appointed Celtic manager, he appointed Celtic manager to win the league. When... Neil Lennon or Craig Levine or Derek McInnes are appointed managers of their clubs is to get into Europe and maybe win a cup. Martin Canning has 
laid out there what he is expected to do. He's expected to keep Hamilton Ackies in the league. Now, so far he's done that. He's expected to bring through young players that can be sold on at a profit. He's done that with the Greg Doherty's mm. of this world, the Lewis Ferguson's of this world. Devlin's he, people Michael like Devlin is what well, you know, previous managers did it with the McCarthers and the McCarthy's going back. So he's ticked that box as well. But where do the Hamilton fans think they should be? At the game at the weekend, Gordon, there were 168 fans, Hamilton Aki's fans at St Johnson. I did their last league game for Super Scoreboard at home to Motherwell. At home to Motherwell. I think there were more Motherwell fans than there were Aki's fans in the stadium. So how do they think that with such small numbers, such small revenue streams coming into the club, where mm. do they expect the Hamilton thing I'll say, to be? The only thing I'll say, Roger, and I'll defend the Hamilton Aki's fans because it's all about people that pay their money and they're entitled to their opinion. You're talking about small crowds there. Maybe the Hamilton Aki's fans' argument to that is if we're playing better football, then we will come out in better numbers. Well, I'll throw one back at you. There's a sort in the television on Saturday night. Look, look at Raith Rovers, your old club. Mm. 6,000 at Raith Rovers at the weekend. Raith Rovers are in the third tier of Scottish football yet again. There's no guarantee they're coming up yet again. If anybody's complaining, it should be Raith Rovers fans complaining. Not not Hamilton Aki's fans. For me, Hamilton have consistently punched above their weight. Alistair is in Corker Hill. He's got an opinion on this one. Hi, Alistair. Hi, good evening, Gordon. One, Gordon, two, and Roger. Yeah, no, I'd just like to say that the Hamilton Aki's fans, I don't like talking about other teams. I think they need to be careful for what they wish for because, as we've all found out, Hamilton Aki's are punched well above their weight. They love unlimited sources and they've got a good youth policy that develops great players. But they once had a legendary manager, John Lambie, excuse me, they went up under him twice, not only lasted a season. In each occasion, and they done well when Billy Reid kept him up for three years. Then obviously Alec, uh, Alec Neil had them up for two years. Martin Cannon's in his third year, so it'd be five years if they do go down. I think they're doing remarkable. The only thing the Aki's fans will have in me is the ones that see them every week. They'll probably know where his strengths and weaknesses are. That apart, I think he's doing a more than reasonable job at the Aki's. Um, I mean, the Aki's fans obviously disagree. That's why we're having this this point, mm. and that, that's what I'm talking about. There seems to be a difference. An opinion from the people who are going every week and paying And those looking at it from the outside Neil Graham says 14 points, 18% win rate He doesn't know how to set the team up He's not right Come and watch how uh, rubbish the football is Our anger is directed at the board 94% of our fans want him out He says that's very specific I don't know if there's some poll I'm not aware of uh, He's only won two games on but, the bounce but, twice if the, season, if the season finished tonight They're safe mm. Mm. Got, in is, 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 is that it forevermore then? I mean, is that. Well, what, what, I'm not sure I'm funny. I'll throw it back at Neil and the other yeah. Aki's fans. What, and, and listen, I'm not defending, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not saying that Aki's fans are wrong. What would you prefer? Would you prefer to be third or fourth or fifth in the championship, winning a few more games? Is that, is that mm. where you see Hamilton Aki's rather than being 10th in the, in the Premiership? Come on then, you tell us 0141 951 1025. We're still looking for a couple on the teaser. The question tonight is a good one uh, We're looking for Four players Who've scored more than 10 English Premier League goals In less than 40 games They've played for more than one Champions League finalist And they're all the top scorer For their countries Guys like Samuel Eto'o Zlatan Ibrahimovic We've got two to go Hopefully we'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years 
Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard The guys are trying to answer what is a really tough question John Smith sent this one in uh, Had to adapt it slightly just to make it um, a bit more doable So we're looking for four players They've all scored more than 10 English Premier League goals in less than 40 games They've all played for more than one Champions League finalist And they've all, they are all the top scorer for their countries Michael McDonald and Ross Burnett have got the two that you're oh. looking for <laughs> You th- well, did you think, think of any during the week? Think has got one. Go on, Roger. Go for it. Shevchenko. Andrei Shevchenko. Yeah. Ukrainian. Chelsea. Ukraine. Chelsea. Yeah. No. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Diego Forlan. You won't appreciate this at home, but you've no idea how certain he was that oh, that was right. Oh, I'm saying it, Roger. I'm, that's me done. I've only got that one. <laughs> nope. Not not Forlan. No. Yari Littman. Nope. Oh, Roger. Georgia Samaras. No Akan Sukur oh, No Brilliant. No like The only Is, Are there any current players? Yes That's the only thing I'm willing to give you a nudge with Mkhitaryan? No There is a current English Premier League player there It's the only clue you're getting at the moment Mm, that's, a, that's a good question Right Roger You were asking Hamilton Aki's fans uh, yeah. what, you know, what they're expecting Uh they're more than welcome to come on the phone Most of them are coming on Twitter Though Stephen Donachie says I've just been sent this from a St Johnson fan Why can't we aspire to the level they're at Similar fan base Why can't we be ambitious And he talks about you know St Johnson's promotion Challenge Cup winning Scottish Cup winning European qualification Etc hmm. Why can't Aki's aspire to that Essentially is the question I think St Johnson you know, A bit of a bigger fan base um, oh, it can't, can't be too much in it though, is there? I think you possibly find that there is um, What are we talking? From maybe also, a, a the, 1,500 more at the, the most? The clubs also pitch themselves differently Now, for Hamilton to aspire to where St Johnston are The people who run Hamilton Ackies I'm not talking Martin Canning I'm talking the board Alan Maitland, the new chairman Ronnie McDonald, people like that Would need to decide that they were pitching Ackies to a different level The pitch Aki's at a community club The pitch Aki's as uh, a club where young players can develop Look at the success they've had in the in European youth levels The, the EFA competition this season That's where they see Hamilton Aki's strength mm. going forward For you know To chase where a St Johnson is Or a Kilmarnock are or a, Even a Motherwell across the road Gordon They would need to completely restructure the club And I'm not sure Currently that there are the income streams required for that restructure. Craig is an Aki's fan from Hamilton. What's your take, Craig? All right, guys, how you doing? Not too Hi, bad. Um, basically, just a wee phone call uh, up to yourselves tonight just to discuss the whole situation with Martin Cannon and Aki's and mm-hmm. Um Basically, the, the tendencies have been dwindling because of the poor performances um, and the poor, the poor man management of uh, the team the past couple of seasons. Um, it's just as if we've not taken any cup competition seriously whatsoever. Um, the quality of signings have been, quite frankly, abysmal. Um, losing key players and replacing them with below par um, replacements. It's just there's, there's an endless list, to be honest. Um, and I just can't understand how nobody else sees it. Well, I don't. I think a lot of people that support Hamilton Ackies are. Uh, no, I think the comments probably aimed at you and and, and oh, Roger and, oh, and guys. All like right, that. okay. Sorry, sorry about that. Um, well, first and foremost, I know that you you're saying there about the quality of players that you're losing and they're getting sold on and making the club money and making sure the club's still there. 
to replace them season in, season out well, with the same quality, Craig, is very, very difficult. The one thing I, I love about Hamilton is um, the fact that it gives youth opportunity. Not frightened to bring in, if you're good enough, you're young enough. I don't go and see Hamilton Ackies every week like the, the hockey supporters do. So it's very hard for me to comment. I don't pay money to get through the turnstile. So it's very hard for me to say, yeah, okay, Martin Cannon, in my opinion, keep them in the Premier League, make sure that they're there next year, bring on the young players, sell them on, keep producing money, keep producing players. It's very easy for us to say that. But if you're a paying punter, you're entitled to say, no, it's not good enough. Uh, Craig, what 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 are you wanting? What are you expecting? That was Roger's sort of question. You know, where, where should the team be aiming if if the the, the current situation is not good enough? Well, we all know that we're never going to really be a top six club. For the start, we've not got the fan the fan base or the funds for that. But it's just the manager's just changing the team every week. It's just it seems to be selection bingo, or and he's keeping his favourites in the team every week, or his close pals that are. They've been at the club for the past few years, and quite frankly, some of them aren't good enough anyway. Like who? Well, who? I don't really like to be sitting here singling out players. Fair enough. Not really fair on the radio. Um, but what, what would you like to see, that, Craig? If, I, want, if, I want to see a bit. I mean, Today, yeah. Listen, a few Yankees fans have said that to me on social media since Saturday. If you were the chairman, and tomorrow you go in and you sack Martin Canning. Who would you bring in? Because St Mirren changed manager, brought in Oren Kelly instead of Alan Stubbs, and they're still below you in the league. Dundee changed manager, got rid of Neil McCann, brought in Jim McIntyre, they're still below you in the league. Eh, Partick Thistle, a league below you, changed manager, get Gary Caldwell in. They're now bottom of the championship, and you know their fans are on the show here worried about getting into League One. Who would you bring in that would solve the problems that you talk about at Hamilton? Well, it's obviously not my job, but there's fans that have been saying um, Jim Goodwin and also George Cairns and Jason Scotland are currently at the club now and have done a, a great job um, and it was just to see them take a wee step up and take a chance mm. on them because they've known through they've actually got worse mm. uh, since Alec Neal left and obviously this is our fifth season now um, back and you would expect things to be getting a bit better rather than worse Craig, maybe I'm simplifying this too much, and it is sort of easy for us. But you, you mentioned that you know you don't even ex- you don't expect them to be top six. Um, I mean, you're tenth, you're tenth at the moment. So, is is it all about being ninth, eighth, or seventh? Is, is is that it then? You know, if you were one place higher, if you were two places higher, would that satisfy? The problem is, we're not seeing a quality football that we can leave at the end of the day and go right where there's we're yeah, okay. We're no, we're not seeing that at all. Um, and it's just time for us. Well, it has been time for a change for a long while, to be fair. But uh, with this, the people behind the asses that pull the strings there just no get the attitude to get rid of the manager from them saying, well, because there's a fans for him a while ago. And they said that even if we get relegated, Martin Cannon wouldn't be sacked. So what chances are mm. All right, thank you to Craig. Lots of opinions coming in on Twitter. We could keep this going all night. Stephen Naylor says, people who watch Hamilton every week, people who don't watch Hamilton every week are quick to judge. I backed Canning until January. Since then, we've won four home games, 18% win rate, constant negative setups, including seven defensive players at home in a derby. Enough is enough. Brian and Tullybody's on the line. We are so fast running out of time, Brian. So if you could make it quick, that would be great. Thanks. Right, okay, I'm going to make it very quick if, if, you, if you allow me this moment of time. Now, guys, we, we spoke at length of referees in Scotland and how the, the lack of professionalism. Um, I, I think 
lack of professionalism uh, is a is a damning edict to our game in Scotland. Because of this, we have English referees who are professional referees. Now I know that the association can afford that that um, you know that that amount of money to to make referees full time. Yep. We need our main league to be a professional referee because if we want to attract multi-million pound players to Scotland, which we all hope for all the teams, you know, that are coming out, we need to have the the, the, the buffer of a, a professional official. I want to get the guys to answer the point, Brian. We really, we're really running out of time. I'll give you a quick a answer. Go for it. They're not full-time, but they are professional in their attitudes, professional the way I go, they go about their business. At the minute, there's not enough money in Scotland for full-time ref. Brian, mm. give us a call back some other time and we will do it again, because that, that was far too short, but we're running out of time. Not a great deal I can do about it. Looking for two more on the teaser. One from Switzerland. David, is it Sukar? Well, he's not from Switzerland. From Croatia. Davor Croatia. Davor Sukar. Is that it? Come on. Yes. Oh, get it. I'm interested to I know how you came to that if you thought, thought he was Swiss. Swiss. That's a beauty. Davor Sukar. Oh, is that the tune? I've not got Pierre Emmerich Obama Young. Pierre Emmerich Obama Young. No. Well done. You got there in the end. So it was Sukar, Eto, Ibrahimovic, and Obama Yang. Thank you very much to Roger Hanna and Gordon DL for joining me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's show. Uh, busy end to that show. Apologies to Brian. Uh, but big thank you for all the calls and tweets and for keeping us company. We'll do it again tomorrow night. A full f- Is it a full fixture card tomorrow? Full fixture, six premiership games. What more could you want? We'll be here uh, with Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy. Uh, you might as well stay where you are, though. Are you a fan of uh, I'm a Celebrity? Get me out of here. The X Factor will. Floor East is going to be speaking to Callum Gallagher. That's up next. Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.